1: Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks so much for having me on today. Great to be with you.
1: Oh, it's great, great to have you here. Thank you. So, what's your take? I mean, initially, I see that, that you're saying there are some real positives that you see. Can you take us through the budget? And and first of all, I think the first um, the first reaction you had when you were talking about it was thinking about. Property taxes uh, for the, you know, what that means with no new taxes being promised?
2: Well, there's a lot to unpack here, yes. right? So let, let's start with um, promises made, Captain. That's the corporate business tax, right? We have been advocating you know, tirelessly over the past few years that the sunset of the surcharge on the corporate business tax must, must take place this year. Uh, it was supposed to happen two years ago, but, of course, COVID, we could understand as a business community. We were on the sidelines not knowing what we were looking into, right, for the future. Um, but now here we are, a very strong foundation, and uh, it, it's time to ensure that that corporate business tax surcharge of 2.5% sunsets. Now, why is that so important? Because we are an outlier. Uh, it's not only that we have the highest corporate business tax in the nation right now. It's that we're the highest by so much. So even when the surcharge goes away uh, and we go down to nine, you know, 9%, we're still going to be within the top four in the nation. So we go from tree outlier to top four. Okay, that's a move, right? But it should only be considered the first step in what should be a more comprehensive discussion of how we continue to drive down corporate business tax, just like our neighbor to the West, Pennsylvania, is doing right now, okay? I can continue going on, you know, unless you want to throw a question in between. But I can take us to property tax reform and just jump right in, uh, unless you want to. Yeah. It up for me,
1: I mean, he said he would maintain the full funding for that that newer anchor, as it's called, property tax relief program. So take us through that.
2: Absolutely. So Anchor is a a rebrand of the homestead rebate tax that we saw before, right? So these rebates are critically important for people who cannot afford their property taxes here in the state of New Jersey. Again, you know, number one in the nation on property tax, uh, again, by far, okay? We do support the number one K-12 funding on that, right? We're number one K-12 ranking in the nation, which is wonderful. Uh, But Massachusetts is on our heels, and in any given year, they could be number one, and we could be number two, and they do it for about 20% less, so we got to peel back that onion. But here's what's wrong with anchor and with relief, right? Relief is not reform. Relief is a rebate check that is subject to the discretion of where we are at a point in time, not necessarily sustainable. One of the first things to go if we come up short on something, right? You know, reform breaks down a system and rebuilds it from the ground up. And that's what we need. But what's further concerning here is that Anchor provides no relief for business owners. New Jersey business pays almost 50% of the property taxes here in the state of New Jersey. Stop and think about that. New Jersey business pays almost 50% of the property tax here in the state of New Jersey. And yet they are not included in eligibility to receive a rebate. They weren't last year. They're not this year. Uh, so no property tax relief for New Jersey business and no discussion of reform. That's our concern in, in that area.
1: Okay. And I know that there, you know, we've heard, you know, and I'm looking at all of the criticism or all of the praise back and forth. I know that you're very, you know, obviously you were with the Department of Environment. You care about the environment. And in New Jersey, which I know gets a, a bad rap, Maybe because we're on the Camden side or on the North side, maybe people have a a wrong image, I believe, of New Jersey, which is an incredibly beautiful state with with unbelievable resources, including uh, the water. I, I've done so many environmental reports. People don't realize what was it Wharton when he discovered the aquifer and the and the water in New Jersey, the biosphere, and he actually wanted to try to own it and New Jersey wisely at the time said no 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 but also the ocean the shore and so on and so forth so when you look at the issue of um, the the wind turbines which is a contentious issue and we see another dolphin washing ashore we see what a dozen whales was, washing ashore what do you see here as far as job creation and the good news of trying to find yes alternative forms of energy but on the other piece of this you know, we have well-respected environmental activists who are saying this is a this could be a disaster, and we're paving the ocean floor. How does how does you know how do you stand on this issue?
2: So it's it's, it's a very complex issue. And first of all, let's let's start with we have incredible environmental assets here in the state of New Jersey, and you mentioned them. Okay, my very first position when I came into uh, DEP Department of Environmental Protection in 2010. My first role was uh, Assistant Commissioner for Economic Growth and Green Energy. And if you recall, Governor Chris Christie was the governor who signed the offshore renewable credit legislation into law, which would allow renewable energy credits for offshore wind, right? My position at that time was to start to look at that industry and help to um, understand it from all aspects, job creation, environmental asset, et cetera, within, within DEP. And we did work on that for two years. In fact, we identified supply chain opportunities to shift manufacturing here in the state of New Jersey in order to provide component parts for wind turbines. We worked on rebuilding um, the Port of Paulsboro to be a staging area, right? But then what we found, unfortunately, is the timing just wasn't right to, to pursue that project at that time. It wasn't just a, a cost factor, though cost had a lot to do with it, right? The industry was way too nascent. And as you saw, really, uh, across our own nation, you didn't see a lot of these projects offshore wind stepping up that quickly, all right? So now you have to approach anything like this with good balance. And, And balance is, if you go back to the true definition of sustainability, right? Sustainability is how we balance the people factor with the environment factor with the profit factor, right? And the idea that we can all coexist and have balance in things we do means we take things slow and steady. We research, we have data behind what we do, we, we don't shoot from the hip. We don't make stuff up. We make sure we have good research. The challenge in this space is there's research on both sides, right? And so depending upon the potential policy plans you may have to this conclusion, you may follow certain research over other. Uh, so we do believe diversified energy is significantly important here in the state of New Jersey. We do believe there are many, many sources that we can look at over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years to do that. We believe technology plays a big role in that. Uh, that has to do with any, everything from nuclear to natural gas to renewable, right? But all these things require um, attention, continued monitoring, and sometimes maybe you do have to stop and say, hey, is is there something affecting something that maybe we didn't see or is an unintended consequence that we have to take a look at?
1: Yeah, and I'm also seeing a lot of criticism as far as, you know, how, they're, how they'll pay for the operating fund, and I, I see groups – That are saying, okay, New Jersey Transit is a huge issue. How are you funding this, and are you robbing Peter to pay Paul? I'm seeing a lot of back and forth on that one. What's your take, Michelle Sakurka?
2: Well, the concern generally on the uh, overall operating budget for the state of New Jersey is the sustainability at the level that we're at. Right, the budget this year is about a five percent increase over last year, Um, but you have to stop and think that you know we're we're pushing almost fifty percent. Uh, over the last six years. This is a a big, big budget. This is a lot of bucks. And, you know, I, I just stop and wonder and say, I'm not sure how sustainable funding at that level is into the future. And whenever there will be a gap in the future, we know the first place the government will look is the business community. And we need to be extremely cautious about that. We need to keep our eye on it. You know, we're still doing the line by line review of the budget right now. So there's things in there that, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to say, hey, is that really worth spending a million dollars on, or could that million dollars be used somewhere else? And I'm going to give you an example of something I feel very strongly about, and this goes to affordability of New Jersey business. Um, the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, you know, we had identified that, first of all, for the last three years, uh, the third year being July 1 of this year, there will be an increase in that tax on New Jersey companies, Okay. So if you looked at the entirety of the three years of the increase to replenish what is a broken unemployment insurance trust fund, broken because of COVID, because we were required to send our workforce home, and that fund went bust because everybody was feeding off of it, and we needed federal money to keep it floating, okay? So we had a loan back to the federal government, and we need to replenish the fund. Well, you know what? New Jersey business didn't cause that, all right? An unavoidable consequence called COVID caused that. Why is the business community being caused to have to pick up every dollar of the replenishment right now? None of our federal money used to supplement it like uh, over 30 other states did over the last couple of years. And now we're looking at a budget that has a $10 million surplus in it. Well, that $10 million, why don't we just take it down maybe one peg and use some of that money toward replenishing the unemployment insurance trust fund. There's money there that we could do this with. That is comprehensive for all business to reap the benefit of, and particularly small to mid-sized business where every single dollar makes a difference. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. We just had a member reach out yesterday on this issue. He just got a bill, right, and he looked at it and he said, I, I, you know, $2,000. To us, that might seem like a lot. $2,000 to a small business is a lot of money. $17,000 when he gets to the next bill. Where is he making up $17,000? We could sit there and say, oh, well that's pennies on the dollar to a New Jersey business. No, no, it's not. Every dollar matters to a small and mid-sized business here in the state of New Jersey. And if we have to divert another dollar of money in to replenish the unemployment insurance trust fund that we didn't break, that's a dollar we're not putting back into our workforce or putting back into improved technology we putting back into our community as business owners. That's real.
1: Yeah, and this, as to your point, this is a time when people need to s- summit reinvestment or new investment because we've all been through it. You know, I know that I think N- NJBIA had ranked, as far as New Jersey, dead last. I mean, when, when you talked about how New Jersey ranked nationwide. With this budget moving forward, does it move us? does it move us uh, slightly above what we have been? Or do you think that New Jersey stays in the bottom rung as far as, you know, the business climate being
2: friendly? Well, let me say that we, we measure year over year uh, business climate in, within our region. And we look at seven, six surrounding states plus New Jersey. And we do a ranking on things like property tax, minimum wage rate, top income tax rate, state sales tax, um, maximum contribution to the UI fund. right, And then we, we rate all of that. and We come up with an overall regional business climate score amongst these states, the states of Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York. These are the states that we compete with in our region. Look, this region is high quest, right? If I did this comparison with Florida, Texas, North Carolina, it, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be way, way, like even worse off than we are. But what's so critical about these states is we're still dead last yeah. within our region. Meaning we're the most expensive overall, comprehensive in our region, and not, and not even by a little. Dawn. Okay, the rankings when you add up the numbers, right? The scale. Like we we get an eleven. The next number two state. Is New York and they have a 17. Look at that difference. The number one state, Maryland, for regional competitiveness gets a rate of 37, more than double of New Jersey, almost three times, three times New Jersey. Okay. This is where our concern is extreme outlier. That term, extreme outlier. So it's not even just that we're not competitive, we're extremely not competitive. What will move the needle? Well, again, the sunset of the corporate business tax takes us uh, just into the game of some of those higher states. My concern, though, Pennsylvania, who's at 8.99 and will be at 9 after we come off the sunset, right? Mm -hmm. They've got a plan that by 2031, I think, they're going to be down to just shy of 5%. So they're looking long game, right? A bipartisan effort in neighboring Pennsylvania, who, frankly, can eat our lunch any day on bringing business over when it comes to costs, Mm -hmm. right? They're driving down with a comprehensive plan. We can do that in New Jersey, slow and steady, just like we raised the minimum wage, slow and steady. So it wasn't a sticker shock to everybody. Right. And come on, look, minimum wage today. It's all about what the market is dictating, not what government dictated, which we said all along. Okay, minimum wage is at the rate it is because the market's dictating that right now. But if we could comprehensively look at taking that CBT down slowly over the next five to 10 years. Wow. What a difference it would make.
1: And so, is this something? So, what happens next? This is a proposed budget. So, how, so take us through, you know, the the making of the sausage, so to speak. So, in other words, you know, business, I've talked to business owners in New Jersey. So, they're gearing up and they want to, they want to get with it and say, let's, let's get together. Let's lobby the legislature as much as we can. To try to move this, to try to move this bar, in other words, so that we're not the worst in the nation and we are at least competitive with our neighbors. So somebody says, "Hey, I can I can move across the border, and it, it's even though it costs to move, it's cheaper than staying in New Jersey."
2: That's the scary part. Yeah. All right, we're in tax season right now. Mm-hmm. We're in tax season, and when we speak to our colleagues at the um, CPA Society, yeah. right? Their businesses are saying every year it's the same story. What do I do to save a few bucks? Well, as a good fiduciary, right, the accountants and the lawyers are saying, well, you might want to look at other states, neighboring states, you know, especially now the added threat of remote or flexible work environment mm-hmm. where you can, you know, kind of hot, depending obviously the type of company you are, right? But you could, if you can hire a workforce from, from anywhere or you could be located anywhere and then remote in. Our highly skilled workforce from New Jersey who might not have to be on site, guess what? You're going to pick the less expensive because at the end of the day, a business owner has to look at their bottom line. And when they can have an extra dollar left over that they can put back into their workforce or enhance technology or into their community, that's what they do. And that's a challenge for us. And we need to to keep an eye on that.
1: Well, I know you're still it's it's out and it's relatively new, and you're going through line by line as meticulously as I know the NJ BIA do, and as you do, Michelle Sikirka. But I hope you you know continue the conversation with us, as because I love you know we love New Jersey, we love and in this area I think we're we're really sort of sibling states, whether it's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, even Maryland to some extent, we're all sort of in this together. So. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for, for you guys to help move the bar so that we don't lose more, more corporations to the south.
2: Well, let me say, I do believe, first of all, let me say, I absolutely know, I don't just believe. NJBIA makes a difference each and every day in this state, right? We do, we do heavy detailed research and bring data to the table. And sometimes it's very difficult to ignore the data we bring to the table. But remember, something slow and steady wins the race. Iterative improvement over time actually moves the needle because it's usually more sustainable than shocks to the system. Uh, and so while sometimes it may seem painful, I'll just say, you know, the out-migration data we've done uh, since 2015 has moved the needle. You know, six years ago, nobody was talking about affordability in New Jersey, and people mocked us when we used the term out-migration. Everybody uses those terms today, and their eye is on it. And they understand $33 billion of adjusted gross income has left this state in the last 15 years. What are we going to do to keep that here so it rolls back into our economy? So we'll continue to be the great boots on the ground. You will see us out and about. You'll hear our business stories. This is the year of the business owner for NJBIA. We are out personalizing our businesses, what they look like, what it means, what they give back to their community. And remember, it's the business owner who creates jobs. And without jobs, we've got nothing, right? Yeah. The job is the number one social pro- program. It's our business owners who create those jobs. So let's support them.
1: I love it. Well, Michelle Sikirka uh, njbia.org. If you want to check out the organization, maybe you want to join. Register now, right? <laughs> the
2: battle so you is got on. It. I will
1: come <laughs> join the ranks for sure. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Uh, have a great day, and thanks. thanks so much for bringing your expertise to all of us.